Hello and welcome to the Northwest Disciples podcast. On this podcast, we hope to share a bit of the stories of fellow Northwest Disciples, people that know and love Jesus and are living here in the mighty Northwest of Ireland. I'm Clona. And I'm AP. We'll be your hosts in this podcast each episode. We hope that this podcast encourages you about what God is doing through the lives of everyday, ordinary disciples of Jesus and also gives you courage to stand strong in the faith. And of course, we also hope to have lots of banter along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into this week's episode. Uh, to the Northwest Disciples podcast. It's great to be back. Um, yeah. We're really, really excited. Uh, this week's episode, we are joined by the wonderful Rachel Muller. Um, so yeah, I was saying before we started that um, we really need to branch out because all of our guests have been like good friends of ours. But hey, we, we can't help that we know friends. good people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're really excited to be joined by Rachel Muller this morning. Snaps for Rachel. Snaps for Rachel. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> excited. Um, yeah, we're really excited to have you, bud. So Rachel, um, AP and I have known you for a couple of years, um, which has been great. Um, but for those that don't know you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like you've just started a really exciting new role as the E3 worker for Eshi and I. So just delighted for you. Just wanted to start <laughs> by saying that. Um, but yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? So I'm Rachel. As Clodagh said, um, I'm 21. Um, I've just finished three years of theology at Queen's. Um, so I lived in Belfast for the last three years, pretty much the whole time. Maybe just like home at holidays and stuff. Um, went to church in the, there and stuff. Um, but so excited to be back in the Northwest. Yes, yes she is. Northwest is where it's at. <laughs> North, well, I suppose Northwest is best does rhyme, but you know, I don't like to pick favourites. Um, but her favorite. <laughs> sorry, her face, says, her face says we are. <laughs> I'm winking, you can't see that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what else do you want to know about me? Um, I went to foil. Um, the reason I know Clued and AP is through um, Exodus primarily in teams. Well, I met AP at SU. Um, but oh, what beautiful links! We bonded Fair over Taylor sure. Swift, yeah. probably Doctor Who, although I've fallen off the bandwagon there, but. Um, I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan and anyone who thinks Folklore isn't a good album, I'll have strong words with uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I'm going to go so far as that's the official Exodus stance on Folklore. Yeah, oh, the wow. best well, oh. <laughs> Exodus Northwest. Uh, yeah, Exodus Northwest stance we can't speak for, <laughs> for everyone, but yeah, I hope they like it. Yeah. So, Rachel, you're back in the Northwest, so tell us how you're going to be discipling in the Northwest with your new role or... Just how, why are you excited to be back? Yeah, so um, as Clara said, I'm the E3 worker for Scripture Union. Um, so that is a schools work project. Um, and the three E's stand for empowering, equipping and engaging. So um, that's in the wrong order, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so it's <laughs> engaging churches and schools um, and then equipping Christian teachers and pupils um, with the hope that they you know, can be salt and light in their school and helping them with that so that's things like school committee that sort of thing and um, the engaging as is I suppose like um, assemblies and RE lessons and um, whenever we're actually allowed back into schools that's all looking a bit different at the minute obviously um, and then empowering is really to do with our relationship with churches and how we can um, help them gather volunteers how we can support them um, how, and see how they can support us I suppose financially or by giving us volunteers and um, helping them see the value of schools ministry I suppose um, and the reason I'm so excited about it is because I had such an amazing experience with SG mm. at school. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like when I was older with like leadership um, and having the opportunity as a young person to lead uh, in my school was just a really 
I found it a really helpful way to like be able to tell my friends about Jesus um, because it was so obvious, like where's Rachel going at lunchtime, you know, mm. that sort of thing. So um, I just think school is a really great place for that to happen because everyone has to go to school. Everyone doesn't <laughs> have to go to church. So um, it's an amazing place to have influence and mm-hmm. to be able to support young people who are Christians, support teachers who are Christians is like a massive privilege. Um, so I'm really, really excited um, to get started and yeah very grateful for the opportunity and like as you say skills is such you know everyone's there young people are there so you're literally going to where they're at um which is just really exciting did I ever tell you that I thought E3 was just a Fermanagh thing (laughs) because I don't know why but we had like Fermanagh like Jeff gone like his kind of wee I don't know doodas or whatever so I thought E3 was like the Fermanagh area and then like Derry might be like E5 or something I don't know (laughs) Yeah, it was like so a postal like, code or something. Yeah, yeah, like so, so silly. But um, anyway, I'm glad that I'm more educated now <laughs> and those three E's are really solid. Um, but yeah, Rachel, obviously you know and love Jesus, um, like like ourselves, well, so. big I fan. Um, but yeah, why don't do. you tell <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> why don't you tell us then um, what age were you maybe when you started to follow Jesus or what did that journey of come to know him look like for you? Yes, yeah, so I suppose when I reflect on this, I feel like I nearly give a different answer every time I tell my testimony. Um, but I suppose for me, I feel really grateful to be able to say I don't really remember a day where I wasn't a Christian or where I didn't know Jesus. Um, of course, as I've grown up, like that has changed and maybe my idea of Jesus when I was younger wasn't completely right. Um, but I suppose like a really pivotal time for me was probably maybe like first or second year, um, going to Summer Madness, which is like a big Christian youth festival for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and I just remember one night being like, I really want to go for prayer ministry. Like, I just feel like the peop- it's kind of that thing of like people say, like, I want what they have. Like, and I looked around and I saw these people that just, like, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were living out their faith so well. And I wanted that um, for myself. So I went up for prayer ministry and I brought my friend with me because I was really nervous. Um, which is totally fine to do because it can seem nerve-wracking. It really isn't. Anyway, went up and um, I didn't even really know what I wanted to say. So I just said to the girl, like, I just want prayer that I'll be a better Christian. And I suppose now I look back and I think, like, that's not really the right thing to pray because I don't think there's a wrong thing to pray, but, like, I don't really think you can be a better Christian. You know, that's Mm. not um, how it works. (laughs) So, but I think... For me, like she knew what I needed prayer for in that yeah. moment. And like, I really felt that that was when the Holy Spirit came into my life. Um, and it's like that verse and it's like, um, in him I live and move and have my being in acts. And just, mm. I just remember after that, like that summer, just really random things. Like I'd be somewhere and I just think like, I'd see something and be like, that really reminds me of like, oh, God's love for me. Or like, I remember being in a bookshop, this is so random. And seeing like all these autobiographies, like maybe a few weeks after Summer Madness. And I was just looking at them and I was like, Mary Berry's autobiography would I want to read that like could be interesting but like mm. and then I was like the bible is just like an like just the superior autobiography here you know <laughs> like it's just the best and just like wee things which sounds silly but the fact that like the Holy Spirit was just constantly reminding me and bringing me back to God um was really amazing I suppose yeah so I think then from that there's just been a journey of maturing and mm. obviously highs and lows like I don't think my life was didn't it definitely didn't become perfect yeah. but um yeah and what would exciting. you say really you know obviously as a 21 year old now you are you know passionately pursuing Jesus and now you're in this role where you're going to be sharing him and you know what is it, equipping empowering and engaging um <laughs> all in his name 
Um, but what would you say really made the difference from you as that younger teenager to now as a 21 year old? Like what really kept you? Do you think like yeah. if you could name a couple of things? Um, I think or one thing, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, a couple, I only found one. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, just like knowing and being rooted in God's love in everything I do and like the end of a wee verse in first john 4 7 just says that we rely on the love god has for us and i just think your life is completely different the way you live your life when you know that you're loved like mm-hmm. if you know that someone loves you you're more bold in how you act towards them you're more comfortable mm-hmm. um and i just think knowing that god's love was unconditional made a massive difference and it took me a long time to realize I think um as a child like I was super uptight like really like I remember like never oh, this is so oh it's actually like it's funny to think about but like I would um on Christmas Eve like literally be like what bad things have I done this year like what if like Santa doesn't come <laughs> like I wasn't even oh, bad wow. as a child oh, the Santa thing kills me like, I know I and then um I remember just like you know I nearly would have continually been like asking Jesus into my heart like yeah that's how I would I feel get people can't see me doing the wee you know bunny ears that Joey does in Friends um (laughs) everyone has that visual now (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) but like just that idea of like I didn't fully know what that meant but I felt like I needed to do it all the time just to make sure that I like just to make sure I would definitely go to heaven like just in the same way I went down and made sure my parents locked the door every night so that no one would get in the house um you know but then like as I got older I realized like how unconditional God's love was for me and then I suppose that really came back to me at different times so like in school I was a real like worrier at times um just like you know I wanted to do well at school like I just I put a lot of pressure on myself really and knowing that um you know God carried my burdens and that like he was with me and like he loved me and um yeah that really again was a comfort um and then I think it's just funny how you look at the narrative of your life and you see the same truth running like deep through it Mm. So then I went to uni and of course like that's a really tough time and like a big transition and I suppose I dealt with like a lot of shame in first year of just flip if people could see me now you know that sort of thing and just that like image of the prodigal son um running back to like the father with his arms open wide being like no I want you back like just come to me and not that I ever completely turned from God but I felt like I could always return um because he loved me and I hope mm. other people can feel that too um and then now I suppose as I start my job like I really really am leaning into that because Mm. it's so easy to have like an imposter syndrome of just like whoa like why am I doing this I can't do this job like what I'm not equipped but just that idea that in the bible like you know Jesus and God like constantly chose those who weren't perfect he chose the imperfect um because he, he you know we're not meant to be glorified in this life like God is so think how much more glorified God is whenever it's you know you don't have the strength yourself to even do it yeah. um so I think it's just like a massive privilege that God wants to include you um yeah. I just think of like that image of like a father and a child um like brushing up the leaves I don't know if you've like heard that illustration and like the kid is like trying as hard as like blow the leaves but he just keeps like blowing the big pile away and like making a mess and then you know people are like but why why are you letting him help you it's taking way longer yeah. but like the father wants to do it with the son he wants to allow yeah. the son to help um and I really like get that image of like us and God and I just think it's really beautiful yeah oh totally I actually really like what you said there about the same way I what did you say about your parents locking the door at night like yeah. you wanted to check that they locked the door and like you know 
you probably could I'm not trying to like call you up as a child <laughs> but like you can trust your parents that they are going to lock the door yeah and I'm sure every time you checked it it was locked mm-hmm. you know like we can trust our parents that they're going to take care of us you know when we're children and like we can trust God you know like we can trust yeah. in that love that you've been speaking about it's not just you know a nice idea um, you can trust in it and as you step into this new role you know you've stepped into it but this next the next three months are going to be like you're stepping in yeah it's a big <laughs> even step though, even though you've done it um but yeah as you step into this role you can trust that you know like God has locked the door or like you know that he's taking care of you you know and like something I just read yesterday that I just want to share with you I want to share with you Rachel but also with our <laughs> listeners to point them towards this book but um was reading um a little bit of Jude yesterday and just the very um end of the I was gonna say chapter but it's like it's one of those cool books it doesn't have chapters it just has verses yes edgy so Jude verse 24 says to him he is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy um and just what you're saying there about like in this new role feeling like overwhelmed feeling like I'm not able and the reality is that we are not able but to him you know you're presented to him who can keep you from stumbling so like yeah just know that and remember that that Jesus will keep you and that you can trust in that it's not just a nice thing to say you can trust that he'll keep you but yeah that just came to my mind but 100% just wanted to share that Rachel thank you it's good well done (laughs) Um, so I suppose this is a like we always ask this question, but it's it's, it's going to be really good to ask you this. Like, what about the Northwest? Sort of, do you like the most? But I suppose with this perspective of, you know, like you've just been in Belfast the last three years, and and quite often you see because there's maybe more opportunities up there or in that area that people just just stay there and and work there. But what about the Northwest? Made you you know want to come back and and want to work in there as well? Mm-hmm. Um. I think for me, like, I feel like everyone says it, but, you know, you just can't not say it, that the people are amazing. You know, they are. We have, like, we have, like, a podcast bingo. We and will, that's, like, we'll, eventually, <laughs> we'll eventually put out a, an official bingo sheet, and that's going to be... <laughs> like, I wish, like, I wish that I had a more unique answer, but I just don't, okay? But it's good, no, it is, it definitely counts as an answer. It's a good yeah. answer. It's just AP and I, it's just funny for I us. I think what I, like, I've noticed as well is just with smaller places, you can't have as many, like, different cliques like I kind of think about it as I went to two primary schools I used to live in like mid-Ulster in this wee small town and my primary school classes um were composite so there was like you know p67 that kind of vibe oh, that that ma- fancy composite that so was, there was that, someone says post-primary to you I'm like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Love all that. the lingo I'm gonna say that so many times today. <laughs> I don't know how you'll bring that into conversation oh, I don't you worry <laughs> But yes, yeah, so there was only like 13 of us in my class. So I always said like, you know, we couldn't fall out with each other because if you fell out with one person, that's mm. you. Like you don't have any friends. Mm. Then I moved to a primary school of 90 P7s. Do you know, like there's three classes and like there was always wee arguments and fights. And I was just like, oh, how are you all fighting? I've never had this drama before. But like that's because, you know, you could because there was different groups. Not that I'm saying everyone in bigger cities fight. What I'm more mean is... <laughs> the cities are rough. This is, yeah, this is like a long, <laughs> this is like a long illustration here. Um, But like there's more unity because we all have to in the northwest like we all Mm. just gather together because Mm. there's like less opportunity to all cordon off into little bubbles i think um i just think there's like there's no frills with people like everyone is just not everyone but like people are authentic and real um and i really appreciate that i think there's no like oh i'm trying to act like bigger or better than i am because to be honest people just put yeah. you down for that and yeah. like yeah. be like you need it you know 
but also like um this is a weird phenomenon in other areas of northern ireland it's not really that cool to be a christian here mm-hmm. i think there can yeah. be really like sort of specific i don't want to name any names but like there's specific towns and places where being a christian is maybe like kind of kind of cool in school um whereas in the northwest like if you decide to be a christian like you're not cool and so you you might have a stronger faith you know mm-hmm. because of that or like you know there's like this unity there i'm, yeah. I'm gonna stop myself before i we ramble do- but <laughs> definitely in the northwest if you decide to be a christian it's like yeah you need those people around you like and mm-hmm. you'll yeah when you really like don't have that stumbling block though i suppose then of like it being as inauthentic maybe because mm-hmm. it yeah. might seem like and mm-hmm. obviously not to put down anyone else's choice to become a christian anywhere else but um yeah there's le- maybe less of an attraction straight away because you're not like oh i get to be friends with the cool kids no i'm a christian yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know but um obviously the I attraction just... is god and a relationship with him yeah, regardless amen, where you yeah. live, but... but it makes you like bolder sort of immediately rather yeah. than ra- maybe going into the workplace where you're a christian whereas like if you're starting out like as a, as a student like as a christian like you're already under the spotlight by so many people mm. that's yeah. good but other than that what like what like landmarks of the northwest are your favorite let me yeah, anything you some, else rachel give us anything let me give you some recommendations will i um, yeah. places i like or something let's think sure um well i love the weep and crana coastal path like that's oh, i'm a big fan to Stragill, yeah. which i was calling took ran to it and was like it's straggle straggle strand is not a funny name oh my days then that's mom, what like honestly that's what we call it straggle strand and then mum told um, me off she said it's yeah no my my stepmom calls she calls anne green and the granny william <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> like it's Anne Green and she's like the granny will you um, I don't even know what that means but we call it mm-hmm. Strigil so you That's can come good. you can come stay with us there's also some good coffee shops I suppose in Derry you know I'm loving Nine Hostages Nine it's hostages a new one spot, like or mm-hmm. which do the most amazing cinnamon scones um from Scarpello you know that bakery place <gasps> I really need to go there place. I really need to go there go there for a wee pizza I need to go to yeah this. we should go together we should oh my days um AP, we're just gonna bail on me now I'm gonna text her and be like Sue <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna be like I'm really busy <laughs> I'm really joking no I won't I'm really joking um coffee trees also uh, big shout up to them like our next door neighbours here you know but um I'll stop there yeah but great lots of places brilliant um so we kind of have that question in the middle that kind of like we go from like these like faith questions to like what do you like northwest to back into um faith questions so like i love this question um i love hearing people's answers to this question but what would you say rachel is your favorite thing about following jesus this like took me a while to think about you know because well there's just loads of things i suppose but also sometimes i was glad it was asked because i think we can live like the monotony of every day and like actually forget like the joy of following jesus and like enjoying him is that you that told me about enjoying god recently i don't know i think it might have included i'll take it (laughs) she can take it um just about like actually enjoying your faith and enjoying god and um so i was thinking about it and i think for me like when you follow jesus it's not the blind leading the blind anymore Mm. and as much as sometimes we feel like we have absolutely no clue what is going on like we know that like god is before us Mm. um that he's behind us what is that like St. Patrick's breastplate or whatever? Wow. Um, <laughs> plug. Like <St>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, just like, I love that because I'm such a like planner, like to know exactly what's happening, want to have all my ducks in a row before I do anything else. So to know that um, God is leading me is so comforting. And um, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy and he's going to lead you down this beautiful flory path all the time, you know, but um, wherever he leads you has a purpose and, 
also like I think it's really cool someone was reminded me of this recently that like God never takes you anywhere he hasn't been himself like mm. you know he literally died on a cross like his son died for us in a horrible horrible state um so like we're never you know there's nothing yeah. that he's gonna be like hey, you have to do this like I'm using my little people like pawns on a chessboard um to do the dirty work like that's not how it, mm-hmm. that's not how it works with God and I think there's a comfort in that as well yeah I love that like it's not the blind leading the blind like that's a tweet <laughs> sorry I'm stealing that from Jackie Hill Perry you should go check out her podcast as well um but yeah that's brilliant like we are led by this God who has created everything so there's like nothing new under the sun for him like I love yeah. that um oh brilliant Rachel <laughs> so apart from Jude which we heard earlier um like is there a passage of scripture that's spoken to you most in your life or just one that in this season you're thinking about at the moment yeah can I read it Do yes. time. it's not too long um stop apologizing for reading (laughs) i know i was actually raging because you said last time but when you're doing it when you're actually recording the podcast you do feel aware of the time you know don't want to oh we're sweet but um i I talk fast so it's fine um but i'll not talk fast reading the scripture (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i suppose this for me is something that maybe over like the last year or so i've really come back to um so it's psalm 84 so i'll just read it How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favour on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose way of life is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Um, amen. Yeah, amen to that. Um, so yeah, I I just really love that and I found so much comfort in it recently. Um, so a bit of context, I suppose, not in the passage to me um <laughs> i'm not that smart um <laughs> just didn't do a theology degree sorry um yeah so my dad's a minister and um i've moved about quite a bit so like i was born in lurgan literally the other end from the northwest um then moved to a wee rural place in county down direction then I lived in mid ulster so that i lived there like my whole primary school kind of career career Career. Joey Bunny is in that composite class in the composite class (laughs) and then uh, lived in Derry I suppose for like a lot of the big formative years so like P7 to Upper Sixth and then Belfast the last three with a bit of Northwest mixed in there um, and I were back Um, and I suppose like that in some ways has been a real privilege but also has its difficulties in that like it's harder to know where you feel at home. Um, so it's easy for me to go away to uni and then make that home because I've been used to like adapting in that way. Um, I'm not trying to come across as like a murder or something here, but um, <laughs> murder, by the way, not murder. I was um, like, I don't, I don't know why anyone would think that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I think just the comfort that like, 
regardless of where you are like you're always in the presence of God like that is and that is where your home like mm. that's where your home is and um, when you dwell with him um and that has been extremely comforting I think in second year of uni I was a bit homesick at times which was like very strange even to me because I was like why am I homesick I actually mm. it's not even like I wanted to be at home I just felt really unsettled um so this was so much comfort and then it was a big deal for me to like move back here and like quite a big decision to make um, a lot of my friends sort of have stayed on um, up there and stuff so, and like I have a really good church family um, in Belfast which was like you know hard to leave like it was sad mm-hmm. to leave um, as much as the Northwest's amazing and everything it's always hard to leave people you love so um, but just knowing you knew just that comfort of like God's word is God's word like wherever mm-hmm. you're hearing that whatever church building you're like the family of Christ is big um, mm. and I found that really comforting and then like you know God is amazing and reminds us of these things in amazing ways. Um, my first week back at church in the Northwest again, um, I went by myself to my dad's church and um, we used to like always like sing a psalm, but obviously at the minute there's no singing. So um, we stood up and read it together and it was Psalm 84. And I was just like, wow, oh, no. this is like the reminder and comfort I needed. Um, and just really like lovely to be like, yeah just feel really close to God in that moment. Um, even though I sort of was a bit resentful and a bit like, oh, I'd feel closer to God in my other church mm. <laughs> um, and my community's there. But um, yeah, I really, you know, we're made to worship and that is where we worship and that is where we'll feel at home with God. Um, That's wonderful. So, yeah, hopefully Classic someone else can God find that. Comfort. <laughs> Classic <know>. God. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite, it, your favorite verse or whatever comes up and then you're like, oh. It really is. It really is. Like, yeah, I love that when really that happens. Is. God's good. Um, so yeah, this is our last question then, Mitchell. Um, you've made it. <laughs> you survived. Yay. Well Woo. Um, we should get stickers. <laughs> oh, I'd love um, stickers. Yeah. I, sorry, I don't have one for you now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our last question then is what one piece of advice would you give to a young person seeking to follow Jesus and live in the Northwest? So probably unique, you know, we want to ask this question to people from the Northwest because you've lived through it. You know, there's something really powerful about that um so yeah what one piece of advice would you give to young people here oh I struggled to think of this I was like I just want to sit down with someone and like give them all my life advice here not yeah. that I think I'm like some wise guru but just because what you you'd learn... like to mentor <laughs> <laughs> mentoring works you so much though do you not think from just people's life advice yeah like just people are a wee bit older than you or whatever but anyway um this piece of advice I suppose is quite random in some ways it's very like traditional I suppose in some ways but take your sabbath like I think that is that was one of the best bits of advice I was ever given mm. as a Christian. Um, and it was probably when I was about second year and I remember someone said to me like, you might think this is old fashioned, you might think this is traditional, but it was in the Bible for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like take your Sabbath. Um, and I suppose like, you know, it starts in Genesis, like God rested on the seventh day. Um, and that idea that I actually think it's really important to take it on a Sunday. And like, I know that's not possible for everyone. And I think, if it isn't it's good to take it another day but I think as far as possible it's really nice to like have that day set apart Mm -hmm. as different and the day where you maybe go to church and you worship um or even if your family don't go to church like I do think people have a different dynamic on a Sunday um maybe like still have your dinner or whatever um yeah Mm -hmm. and I suppose it's not just a day not to do your homework or not to do your schoolwork like it's a day to like realign your whole priorities and be like I can Mm -hmm. stop today Mm um and it's like a real acknowledgement that you aren't God, you know, that you, yes. you can stop for a day and it'll be fine. That's it. So yeah. I brought trusty John Mark Comer with me because oh. I just thought he said it better than me. The king of the podcast. You know. <laughs> I'm saying amen to the stop thing, not to the John Mark Comer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just want to um, make that clear. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to read. This is from Garden City, um, which I really enjoyed. Enjoyed it more than his most recent one. But um, anyway, <laughs> oh, wow. sorry. Are you under the bus? There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. But um, he has some really good things to say on Sabbath. So um, I just thought I'd read this to you. Brilliant. Um, so we're not as important as we think. The Sabbath is a day to embrace this reality, to let it sink in, to own it, to celebrate it, to celebrate our weakness, our morality, our limits, to celebrate our God of strength and immorality, immortality, sorry, not immorality. <laughs> Whoa, that's different. To celebrate our God of strength and immortality <laughs> and limitless power, to rest with him and to rest in him. That's why Sabbath is an expression of faith, faith that there is a creator and he's good. We are his creation. This is his world. We leave we live under his roof, drink his water, eat his food, breathe his oxygen. So on the mm-hmm. Sabbath we don't just take a day off from work, we take a day off from toil. We give him all our fear and anxiety and stress and worry. We let go, we stop ruling and subduing, and we just be. We remember our place in the universe so that we never forget there is a God and I am not him. And um this is like I suppose just like a testimony of how I've valued the sabbath maybe um not in like a look at me in class but um i felt really convicted when i was doing my a levels that like i i really did like spend a lot of time studying like could chain myself to a desk kind of thing and um i remember i on a monday i had three exams which was just like see why did you do that to me but anyway it's just stupid it still hurts it, it actually does three exams and three a levels in one day is not okay and i was in isolation for one of them because i did it at a different time to everyone oh. else um and I just remember thinking like isolation is so 2020 it's awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I was doing it before it was killed guys um but we had um I think Exodus commissioning service for teams maybe it was the Saturday night so all day Saturday I was like on the grind like really going for it and then Saturday night was obviously away mm-hmm. and then Sunday I just remember thinking like I really should work like I really really need to revise like the exams tomorrow like people are like what the flip you have so many exams I'm sure you'll be working all day Sunday but I just really felt like the Lord was like, no, like Rachel, you know this day is for me and why are you going to, you know, compromise that now? Mm. So I really wanted to be prepared enough not to have to work. But I remember like leaving for the commissioning service feeling a bit like, oh, I really should have done more. Like I know that's me not doing anything till Monday. Mm. Um, but I just remember that day feeling really like at peace. Like it had, it was like an intentional choice to be peaceful definitely. Yeah. But um, I remember I was like, right, I need to distract myself. So I decided to watch... Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Sadie Robertson, like, so American, oh, but I love Sadie her. Sadie Robertson, love original. I love her, love original. <laughs> love original. Um, but she did a, Must she did this, like, thing. amazing sermon. And I, like, I couldn't tell you what it's on now, but I remember just at the time I watched that that day and, like, God really spoke to me in, like, significant ways. And do you know what? The exams went fine. I wow. got to university. It was fine. Yeah. Um, and that was really an acknowledgement of, like, you know, obey, like, obedience is key. And, yeah. like, you know, our holiness is more important than our academics for starts, but also you know, God blesses your obedience. Yeah, yeah amen. And I think what you said there is also a key thing to remember with Sabbath is that um, back to the creation story, like God worked for six days. It's not yeah. that, um, you know, and that means that we can enjoy Sabbath, you know, so you worked that week and then you were able to just like let go and enjoy yeah. Sabbath, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, to to highlight Sabbath is not to say that, um 
you know we don't work or what you know not Definitely, to like yeah. belittle the, the work the rest of the day because God worked for six days and then he rested because he had worked and he needed the you know yeah, not yeah. that he needed the rest but we need the rest and he knows that um so love that but um yeah Sadie Robinson right so what we're saying is so it's live original which is like you know she's it's like her brand I suppose. yeah like she did and like a book and a tour and yeah like events but she says it so fast that it's like live original uh-huh. and like live original I'm like, what is she saying <laughs> so um like what she says is really good but she's like you have to like adapt your mind <laughs> to like it's like real southern american accent yeah her parents like, like are duck dynasty you know that tv show yeah uh, and they all have beards dynasty. and stuff mm-hmm. um so like that's her family but um she's now like sadie huff or something yeah she got married huff um but yeah the original that's really funny Mm -hmm. um that's great advice so Rachel Sabbath um and like love what you're saying there but like God bless in our obedience as well too um yeah and the peace that we experience in Sabbath um is so God-given so thanks Mm -hmm. so much for sharing that that's great no worries yeah thanks Rachel yeah thank you thank Thank you you for being here um if you're listening to this and you're like oh Rachel sounds cool like let's get her into my school like today yeah. well maybe not today as you're listening because you know covid and stuff but like stop it but like that's what rachel's here for like she lets her get yeah. paid to do that yep. um so thank uh, you ap no i need that plug <laughs> yeah but no like like rachel's a very good she's friend sweet. of mine like she's she's great she knows she knows her bible as you can tell <laughs> yeah um and she'll be a real asset to to your school um so please get in touch with Rachel yeah. on you'll find her on Facebook and yeah stuff. like my Facebook page at E3 Northwest Skills Yo. Project yeah. and pop me a wee message on there do you have an email too you know or do you I also have get an email yeah on Facebook no you can also email me at Rich we're professionals here Clodagh Rachel M at suni.com I don't know check the Facebook page for the email Rachel M I think oh, was there another Rachel? There's two other <gasps> there's, there's two other so Rachels, Rachels yeah, yeah. <sighs> never any Clodagh <laughs> <laughs> Although that's a blessing on a curse. <laughs> she can't what? find a like personalized what's, like name what's plates your on name? stuff. What's your name? We need more Bort license plates. You're <laughs> <laughs> ah, so funny. No, Rachel, thank you. And I think that will yeah. bless a lot of people. Um and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We're really, really nice. excited to see you blossom in this Aww. new role. Mm-hmm. And just thank like you. we're such like chuffed friends for you, like honestly. Yeah. So um all the as paul Ingans would say every blessing (laughs) and please continue to pray for rachel because she shares an office now with cloda yeah uh, i need not yet not yet (laughs) not yet but hopefully um someday um rachel thinks i'm messy but i'm not (laughs) anyway bye thanks so much (laughs) bye